Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Hello and welcome to the Women and Manufacturing Podcast. My name is Fran Brunel and I'm the president of Accelerated Manufacturing Brokers, Inc. We're a company that specializes in the sale of lower middle market manufacturing companies nationally. And I'm your host for today's show. So on today's show, we have with us Marina Mayer, who is editor-in-chief of two different publications. The first is Food and Logistics Magazine, and the second is Supply and Demand Chain Executive. I'm going to let her talk more about both of these publications, but for instance, Food and Logistics Magazine reaches more than 26,000 supply chain executives in the global food and beverage industries, and they're the only magazine dedicated to covering the food and beverage supply chain. The publication is part of AC Business Media, which I'm sure Marina will tell us more about. Marina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We are so delighted that you're here. Marina, if you don't mind, I'd like you to introduce us perhaps first to food logistics, and then we'll move on later in our chat to supply and demand chain executive. Introduce us to this publication. Absolutely. So Food Logistics, like you mentioned, is the only magazine dedicated to the food and beverage cold chain. We reach C-suite executives in warehousing, distribution, software development, material handling, among others. We have over 26,000 subscribers that we and we publish in print 10 times a year. We also have a twice-weekly e-newsletter that reaches over 20,000 subscribers. And we're the host of four different awards that honor executives and companies for their achievements in a variety of different categories. So it's a very exciting time to be a part of the supply chain industry, that's for sure. Talk to us a little bit about the awards. That's really interesting. I've interviewed a few editors-in-chief of different manufacturing publications, and I don't recall any of them talking about the fact that they recognize people in their industry with different awards. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we have one of the awards coming up that the nominations are still open for is our FL100. It's our top 100 3PLs, software and technology providers. We also have a 3PL cold storage providers award. We have what's called the rock stars of the supply chain, which recognizes influential individuals so not just companies. And then we have our Top Green Providers Award, which is coming up, and that recognizes companies for their sustainability efforts. And these awards, they're put together by nominations we receive from the industry. So we're not going and picking and choosing. We're letting the industry kind of nominate themselves or their customers. And these awards have been around, you know, for some time, and they're great at really honoring those companies that are going above and beyond in different categories, whether it be sustainability or 3PL, cold storage, or just, you know, being a good sound in mind of of, of an individual. So it's really cool to see how companies are growing and doing different things and how the industry has kind of evolved and these companies are evolving with it. So it's pretty cool. And then we kind of tie that into some podcasts that we do. We have a new podcast page 
we do webinars and we've been doing these weekly Facebook live mm -hmm. discussions as well. And so it kind of all plays into these awards because, you know, our goal is to honor the people that are in the trenches doing the hard work every day. One of the things that I really noticed about Food Logistics website is the wealth of information that you're supplying to your readership. And the awards obviously takes it a step further where the people that you're serving and basically selling, you know, your advertising, your publication to, you're highlighting them, you're promoting their companies. I just think that's wonderful. Talk to me a little bit about, so I touched on the fact that how robust your website is. You have expert columnists, you have a learning center, webinars, warehousing, transport, tech. You are really touching every single aspect of the supply chain for food logistics. Speak into that a little bit. Yes, and I, and I appreciate that. You know, some of these topics, they're, they're huge topics in the supply chain just because of the technology side of it. But, you know, as, as supply chain continues to evolve and consumers change the way that they purchase products and manufacturers change and alter the way that they make these products, you know, the supply chain kind of evolves with that. And so our goal is to, yes, provide a wealth of information to our readers but also acknowledge that the different technologies that are out there that are helping companies do business better. And warehousing is huge because we cover cold storage, we cover manufacturers that have warehouses, and there's a lot of cool technology that's out there. It's designed to you know, help product move through the plant easier, safer. It's designed to protect employees. It's designed to protect the packaging. And the fleet in itself, you know, how the trucking industry is just completely turned upside down just because of this pandemic right now. But our goal is to continue to support those folks and continue to support what they do and what they're bringing to the table and how people continue to get food on the table. And the sustainability factor in that is that, you know, we get a lot of questions, well, how important is sustainability at this point in time during a pandemic? And and it's, it's always going to be an important part. So that's why that's also a topic on, on our website, because companies are always looking to continue to do business better. And that's really our goal is to help facilitate that. Sure, sure. You know, you mentioned this, this national crisis that we have going on with the pandemic. So how has this changed the food logistics industry and what is your publication doing to help its readership navigate these challenging times? That's a good question. I feel like since the pandemic has started, my staff and I have had like no sleep. <laughs> I feel like it's just skyrocketed because, you know, everybody talks about, oh, the supply chain is broken and everybody's complaining about how they're not getting product in time. And then everybody started panic buying. So there was no food in the grocery stores. And, you know, we really buckled down and we worked with these associations and actually did podcast interviews with them on how product is still moving. It's just a little bit slower because companies are trying to manufacture it faster. And, you know, all these essential workers, you know, what people tend to forget is, you know, they're home hunkered down 
safe from everything, but these workers are still out there doing their job, but now they're doing it 10 times harder, 10 times faster, 10 times longer. So we've really seen kind of everything just turn upside down. But the beauty of, of watching it is that, you know, we're watching like the food service distributors, for example, you know, when schools shut down, they don't really have anywhere to, and restaurants shut down, they don't have anybody to send product to. So they've kind of altered and pivoted how they do business. And so they become more direct to consumer. So from our vantage point, it's been really cool to watch companies just revamp how they do business, not only to just stay in business, but to keep product moving and to keep the end consumer happy and fed. And I think that's why I love being in the supply chain logistics B2B world, because nothing stops these people. Nothing is going to break it. Nothing is going to throw everything off. They just kind of revamp a little bit and and, and huddle a little bit and, and regroup. So it's been really cool, but we have been really working over time to kind of make sure we continue to facilitate that message. And we do rely, you know, you brought up the expert columnist. We do rely on industry experts to provide content for our readers because at the end of the day, they're really the experts in the industry. We're just facilitating the news. So we like to get information straight from them on how to problem solving solutions. And we've just been bombarded with them, but they're great because people want to know what other people are doing and how to fix a problem. Hmm. Talk to us a little bit. I, I want to leave time for the second publication that you're also editor in chief of, but yes. before we move on to that, I'd like you to address if you don't mind who, as far as subscribing to the publication and or advertising in the publication. So speak to the types of companies that might benefit from subscribing. So we reach growers. Our readers are growers, producers, manufacturers, wholesalers, grocers, and then anybody in transportation, warehousing, distribution, software, and technology. And a lot of our advertisers result from manufacturing, distribution, anybody in your third-party logistics sector, any of your truckers, your fleet management, any cold storage providers, software and technology providers, and even the ocean ports. You know, we do cover ocean ports and carriers. And so, and that's an important part of the supply chain, as especially nowadays when, when product may or may not be moving from overseas or across the border. So that's who we subscribe to, mm. or that's who subscribes to us. That's a very, very broad audience. Yes. Um, and as far as as far as advertising in the publication, I'm assuming that you I know that you have a, a print magazine, but if mm-hmm. uh, folks were interested in only advertising online, is that an option for them? Absolutely. We allow people to do online only. We have e-newsletters, some just advertise in the e-newsletters. Some sponsor different programs we have, whether it be a webinar or our new podcast channel. So we kind of open it up to anybody, and we have a very good sales team behind us that really has restructured how these programs work to make it so it's it's more feasible for the customer. And we offer custom publishing as well. So if somebody comes to us and says, you know, I only want to advertise to these amount of people with this kind of a program, done. So, you know, we're very flexible and we have a very good team that is all in. So that helps. 
Wonderful. And if some of our listeners want to find out more about receiving the publication or advertising, whether it be in the print publication or online, how should they contact you or reach out to your organization? They can reach out to me. They can go to our website at foodlogistics.com or they can email me directly at mmayer, that's M-M-A-Y-E-R, at acbusinessmedia.com. Wonderful. I want to give us time now to move to the other publication, Supply and Demand Chain Executive. Tell us a little bit about this publication, what your target audience, what your focus is, and how it's different than the food logistics magazine. It sounds like there might be some crossover, but, but certainly I'm sure it has its own audience. Yes, and you are correct. There is, there is some crossover. So there are times when I'm kind of like, what am I doing? What magazine am I on? So it, it, there is some crossover. But the main difference is, you know, supply and demand chain covers the entire supply chain in every vertical. So it's, it's the, our non-food supply. That's how I tell people. So it's, you know, we cover automotive, pharmaceutical, cosmetics, retail, anything that has a supply chain, you know, any industry, that's what we cover. We publish four times a year, but we have over 52,000 subscribers. We also have a twice-weekly e-newsletter that reaches 25,000 subscribers. And this year is our 20-year anniversary. So we're very, very excited. We have a lot of exclusive content, podcasts, webinars, a lot of, lot of fun and exciting stuff going on. We're also home to three awards and now actually four awards because on Wednesday, we just launched our new award, our Women in Supply Chain Award. And so super excited about that because there really isn't anything like that that kind of promotes the, the woman supply chain professional. But same, same kind of forte, you know, we have podcasts, we do a weekly Facebook live streaming, we have webinars, the advertising is all set up the same, you know, we share the same editorial staff, share the same advertising staff. And I think that that helps because we can kind of, that when there is crossover, we're kind of all speaking the same language. Mm. Hey, congratulations on 20 years. That's really impressive. Yes. I'm looking on the website right now at the different awards, and I noticed the Women in Supply Chain Executive, you have a nomination deadline coming up of July 10th, 2020. So if someone wanted to submit someone for consideration for this award, what would they do? So if you go to sdcexec.com slash awards, uh, you'll find the award page and, and women in supply chain. And there's a button on there that says apply for the award and you click it open. It, it brings you through the nomination page. And okay. we're looking for, you know, female supply chain leaders that have great accomplishments in their company, whether they're a mentor or a leader of some kind of their organization. And it's across all, all facets of the supply chain. So if you're in trucking, if you're in software development, if you're a cold storage provider, all of them. We just we just want to be able to recognize that the, the women in supply chain really hasn't been a thing, you know. And, and as I've been in the industry and have seen it evolve, I've, I've seen more women become involved. And so this is a good time to kind of honor those, those females out there. Well, I definitely want to come back to your organization and interview whoever the, the winner is for the Women and Manufacturing podcast. Oh, uh, that would be awesome. Question. 
Yeah. Is it one individual that you're choosing or are you choosing, you know, these are the top women in 2020 in this field? Ideally, we would like to award all of them. I don't think we're going to have one specific winner. I don't think we've gotten that far yet. We just launched it on Wednesday during our Facebook Live discussion, and we are placing it in our September print issue. So it's kind of one of those where you wake up one day and you have an idea and you're like, we got to put it in motion now. So we haven't gotten that far. But, you know, once I talk to my editorial staff, I think we're kind of open to anything. But what we've done, you know, in the past with with some of these awards is we have had one specific winner and then all the other winners behind it. So we're open to anything. I think we haven't gotten that far. It'd be kind of interesting to see what the nominations look like and, and who comes in. So we'll see. But I'm I'm truly excited about it. Yeah, that's great. And I'm definitely going to come back and, and seek to engage with whoever the winner is. Um, Absolutely. I think they would be a fabulous interviewee for, for the show. I'm noticing that the same way you have on food logistics, you have a variety of subjects on this publication's website that basically runs the full gamut of supply and demand. So perhaps speak into that a little bit. And the same way you spoke about with the other publication, who would benefit from both subscribing and advertising in supply and demand chain executives? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, like you said, we do cover a lot of the similar topics. I think that the main difference with this with supply and demand versus food logistics is we cover a lot more of the executives. So we dial down more on professional development and mentorship programs. We dial down more on procurement and sourcing individuals. So it's not just more of a company as a whole. It's more dialed down to the executives themselves. But our audience is the C-level executives um, in corporate procurement, purchasing, logistics, operations, management, and manufacturing. Mm. I love what you're doing on the professional development segment of this how you're doing the video learning and so forth. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a new thing that's happened in the COVID environment or were you doing that all along? Are you talking about our Facebook Live videos? Yeah, I'm seeing. So like if I go under professional development, yes. right? So I'm seeing, you know, the SDCE editors talk women in supply chain. Yes, Every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central, we have a Facebook Live discussion. And the, the, the two pretty ladies you see with me are my, my staff underneath me, my associate manager, my associate editor, and my web editor. And we started this like a month ago just because what we were doing is because of COVID, everybody's kind of displaced and working remotely. And so we would do Zoom calls as like our editorial discussion. And people think we're funny. I don't know if we're funny or not, but we just like to have a good time and and keep it light, but at the same time, dial down to getting to the specifics of planning, you know, for the next week or so of what we're doing. And just on a whim, we said, you know what, let's do a Facebook live and just try it out. And the first day was like nuts. I, we were getting bombarded with emails. Oh my God, we saw you on Facebook. We love it. So now it's like a thing. So we do it every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central and we stream to both publications, Facebook pages. And then we take that and we put it on our website. And the cool thing about it is because it is engaging and it is, you know, kind of showing our readers who we are 
and very talking about hot button topics that are coming up and we kind of teased some content and we, you know, we did a couple of weeks ago, we talked food safety and sustainability and we did have a guest speaker with us. It was the first time we had a guest and that was with food logistics. And so we're trying to just do different, different things. And so this is something that we were just trying out and because we got such a good response on it, now we're kind of doing it every week. But it is kind of cool because we are able to kind of showcase different things that we're working on. So in this particular video is when we introduced the Women in Supply Chain Award. And we have some other, you know, next week we're talking about warehouse automation because our June issues talk about the warehouse automation in terms of apps that people have to use to order their groceries or to order their medicine. One Facebook Live we're doing is going to introduce, we have a new uh, summit coming up. It's called our Supply Chain Network Summit. And it's a series of webinars discussing hot button topics impacting the industry. So I don't know that it's a direct relation of COVID. I think COVID, just like anything in the supply chain industry, has accelerated the use of things. But it is something different that we're trying to do. And just I think we're now stuck doing it because people like watching it. It's interesting. I think, you know, the whole business world is navigating, not only dealing internally with their teams and, you know, continued professional development for their team members, but how do we reach our audience? How do we help the people that we're trying to do business with? And I just think what you, what you did is fabulous and I hope that you continue it. I think it adds, you know, it's, it's such a personal touch. You know, you have a very professional looking website and sometimes the more professional they are, the more polished they are, the more impersonal they are. And right. what, you, what you have done is added a very personal component to it that probably didn't exist before. I think it's great that you know, you've, you've received good feedback from your audience. So keep it up. And I'm just telling you, I might steal this idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should bring each other on as guests. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, not a bad idea. You know, my business is different, but we, we certainly there's crossover with our audience, which is why I was so excited to have you on the show. So moving into a little bit more personal in the remaining few minutes that we have, you're a woman and somewhat of a male dominated industry. How did you get into this and what challenges that you have faced and overcome? Give our audience of women a little bit of nugget that might help them out. Sure. So I've been in B2B for about 13 years and I've, I've always had male bosses. And then I had a female boss at one time and it was not a good experience. And so I've always been like, I need a male boss. I have, I just have to have a male boss. And my previous company that I worked on, it was a supply chain magazine and the job opened up while I was on maternity leave with my daughter. And it was at the point in my life where I just was so unhappy. I was like, I'm just going to quit. I can't do all this. And this, this job like fell in my lap. And it was one of those, you go back to work after being off for three months you know, you, you left your child at daycare, you're emotional. Two weeks later, I'm on a plane to Palm Springs for a show. And it was just one of those, like, what am I doing moments? Yeah. And you just have to kind of take those risks and just do it because that decision transformed the rest of my career. And that brought me to where I am today. 
And I don't know where I would be without that moment. And I took this job. I started with both publications beginning of the year. And again, it was just one of those. I was on vacation with my family last year. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not in a happy place. And, you know, I needed, I need to make a change. And I, and, and I love this field. I love the supply chain field. I love the people in it. I love watching it grow and expand and evolve. And I've met a lot of wonderful people who I've maintained relationships with over the years that I still to this day have retained. So it was just one of those, I think, you know, to the women, you just have to kind of take that risk and really find somebody who believes in you. And, you know, I, today I still have male bosses and they're the most flexible, most accommodating, most thoughtful individuals sometimes but, you know, I have a staff of female and one of my goals is to not be that that person that's, you know, makes their life not fun. I want to make this job fun. I want to help them grow. I want to help them learn. And we do. We kind of buckle together and we get jobs done and we leave the emotions at the door and we just we just kind of do it. And, and that's what I love about this group. And, you know, you just have to find that person that believes in you, whether it's a male or a female. But there are a lot, of, a lot of women that we work with that are just wonderful. They're just truly wonderful people. So you just have to take the risks and just keep going. Yeah, I agree. So it's I, I hear the emotion in your voice as you talk about having to leave your child shortly yes. after childhood. <laughs> I mean, that was say, years ago. I, had, I have I two know, kids. I and- it in your voice. And, but you know what? That's a very common. Many of the women that I interview have had that ex, that same experience. But I love how you describe continuing to move forward until you get to a place where you're with a team of people and or you're with an employer who believes in you, who's not a jerk or an ass, right? right? right. Um, and I think sometimes women get stuck in, gee, I'm not going to have the courage to make that move because I might never find something better. And I think it's so encouraging what you share that you kept moving forward and you did get to something better. So good for you. Good for you. you. Hey, before we leave, we only have a few moments left. I want to, again, give you an opportunity to tell people, the audience, how to reach out if they want more information on Supply and Demand Chain Executive Magazine subscription or how to advertise. How do they reach out? What's their next step? Yes. So they can go to sdcexec.com. Or they can email me directly at mmayer, that's M-M-A-Y-E-R, at acbusinessmedia.com. Wonderful. You have been a delightful interviewee. I want to stay in touch with you. And I I am totally copying you on the Facebook Live thing that you're doing with your team. I love it. And we'll definitely have you on for an interview when we start doing that. Oh, I would love that. And you should, because I feel like it's a great way to engage with your audience. And, you know, like you said, not everything has to be so sturdy and rigid. I mean, you can have fun. This is we're at the end of the day, we're all human. So, I mean, we've had Facebook lives where the internet is cut out. We can't tell if we're live. There's a dog barking. So, you know, (laughs) life happens. So you just kind of got to roll with the punches. Wonderful. Well, you've been an absolute delight, Marina. Um, I hope you have a wonderful holiday weekend. Thank you. You too. 
Thank you for joining the WAM Podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.